to the Unlocked on Anaheim Ducks. Junior's season is pretty much canceled. I guess we could talk about prospects today. Yeah, why not? Join me on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Wednesday. It's now officially been two weeks since the last time NHL hockey was played. In fact, it was two weeks ago that the St. Louis Blues came to Honda Center to play the last Ducks game of the season pretty much. Hello everyone, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, still in self-quarantine because we are not allowed to go outside here in the state of California. But I want to remind you that even if you're staying at home, you can hear any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or anywhere else that you can hear our Locked On Podcast or any podcast. And maybe this will work now. You could try asking Alexa to play Locked on Anaheim Ducks and hope that works. Or say, okay, Google, or your smart device at home and say, play Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And hopefully that works. I guess we'll see. If you heard across the street from Catella, I actually jumped across the street to the big A to do Locked on Angels earlier today. And now I'm jumping back across Catella to do Locked on Anaheim Ducks. So that's what's going on today. And a couple days ago, we saw some pretty sad news from the Canadian Hockey League. How does this relate to the Anaheim Ducks? Well, I'll tell you. It relates because the Ducks do have a lottery pick, and they're looking to get someone possibly in this league. So a couple days ago, they put out this tweet, and it reads thusly, quote, On March 12, 2020, in light of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic, the Canadian Hockey League, CHL, In association with our three regional leagues, the Western Hockey League, or WHL, Ontario Hockey League, or OHL, and Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or QMJHL, made the decision to pause our season and last week officially canceled all remaining regular season games. We have continued to monitor the latest updates and advice from all public health agencies and medical experts, and worked tirelessly to determine a scenario by which the balance of our season could be played. Unfortunately, given the troubling state of our global climate and public welfare, there is still too much risk and uncertainty to move forward in good conscience. With that in mind, CHL President Dan McKenzie and Commissioners David Branch, Gilles Courteau, and Ron Robison have made the difficult decision to cancel the OHL, QMJHL, and WHL playoffs and along with the support of Kia Canada as the presenting sponsor, to cancel the 2020 Memorial Cup, which was scheduled to be held in Kelowna, B.C., May 22nd to 31st, 2020. The CHL, WHL, OHL, and QMJHL all take great pride in providing the best environment for our players both on and off the ice with health and safety for them and all stakeholders of our game at the forefront. We look forward with hope that next season will provide new opportunity to celebrate and that the Memorial Cup will be presented at our prestigious national championship hosted by the OHL in May 2021. End quote. That was a long one. But yeah, all junior hockey is effectively canceled all the way to the Memorial Cup, which means that the CHL is officially over for the season. And with the Canadian Hockey League being done for the season, that means that 
All the prospect seasons are also done. They are completed. So there will be no more statistics to add on to this for anyone in college hockey and junior hockey. So there will be no more updates as far as game recaps, as far as juniors, college, what have you. It's still kind of sad to think about, you know, no Memorial Cup, which is always something to look forward to. Um, No Frozen Four this year. So I figure we could look at some prospects later today. And if you heard on Locked on Angels earlier, I I kind of was in a mood and I said, you know what? Everyone talks about, oh, I remember the greatest game of this. This was my favorite game ever. Oh, this was one of my best memories in baseball. No, screw all that. We're in a pandemic right now. We're stuck inside. Yeah, I turned it around. I talked about one of the worst baseball memories ever. And if you heard that, I went back, you know, three decades to when the big A was completely enclosed. So now I'm going to turn it around on here too. As far as worst hockey memories. Now, I haven't been to enough tragic hockey games or something where I left early because I definitely knew better. I'm not going to leave a Kings or Ducks game early. I'm not going to leave a minor league game early, mainly because I can't. But that's usually because I'm covering those games or working those games. So I can't leave those games early. However, I I will say that if there is a bad memory for hockey, it has to come from earlier this season. And in fact, it has to come from a month and a half ago. And this still lingers in my mind by far. Maybe the worst hockey memory has to be February at Honda Center when we had that unfortunate incident with Jay Bomeister, the cardiac incident where he collapsed on the bench and they had to postpone the game right then and there in the first period, and the crowd was stunned. Still, to me, that's going to stay with me for a while. That would have to be my worst hockey memory, and I appreciate that other people chimed in, and I really appreciate what Dylan chimed in. So, Dylan, if you're listening, I appreciate this. So, he said, you know, some of his worst memories were, because he's a Chicago fan, he said, Blackhawks trading Panarin for Sad, Coach Q being fired, the locomotive plane crash. That one's a pretty big one as far as sad hockey memories. But if we're going to go even further than that, if we're going to go on the tragic side, speaking of the locomotive plane crash, then if we're going to go sad sports memories, you know, we have to bring up what happened almost exactly two years ago. And this one still hurts a lot. Yes, I am talking about the unfortunate bus accident that took place with the humble Broncos hockey team. This was already two years ago, and in fact, on one of my suits, I still have the green and yellow ribbon hanging on that jacket. I don't intend to take it off. And we were all humbled strong at that moment. That was one of the sadder, I guess, hockey memories of recent memory. But if you want to go all the way back, um, I just referenced this last week, the unfortunate death um, that took place where a player passed away at the conclusion of the 1919 Stanley Cup final. So if you want to listen to those episodes, go back to last week's episode. episodes. It was a three-part series about the 1919 Stanley Cup final, how it went unfinished, and how another pandemic affected that. Uh, we're going to go to a break, but before we do that, I want to remind you that Locked On is going to help you all out during this pandemic time because... With Postmates, Locked On is giving you 
$100 in restaurant credit for your first seven days. Just download the Postmates app on either the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Once again, that is the Postmates app giving you $100 worth of free restaurant delivery credit for your first seven days. So check that out with the promo code LOCKEDONNBA on Postmates. And after the first intermission, we're going to talk about some prospects. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you're still locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, still stuck inside. And I talked about the Canadian Hockey League being canceled. So why not talk about the upcoming draft? I might just go over a bunch of possible draft picks. And today, I haven't talked about him too much, but we'll talk about Cole Perfetti of the Saginaw Spirit. He's only... 18 years old. In fact, he turned 18 on New Year's Day 2020. Uh, He had a pretty spectacular season with the Saginaw Spirit. He is slated to possibly be the fifth pick of this year's entry draft. He's fifth in some mock drafts, sixth in some mock drafts. I like this kid a lot. Having watched some highlights for the past, you know, few minutes, I I like what I see. He's got very good hands. He's got some pretty decent speed, but I love his hands. I love his stick handling ability. His ability to find the open slot, find the open man. So that's what I like. In 61 games in Saginaw this season, he had 37 goals and 74 assists. So he had twice the amount of assists for 111 points. That is very, very good for Saginaw. Last season in 63 games, he had 37 goals, 37 assists. 74 points. So what's different? Well, he's looking for the man more often, obviously. uh, But his handles have gotten better as far as finding the open man. Um, Somewhat reminiscent of Trevor Zegras, kind of. A little bit. As far as, you know, playmaking goes. But something else that he has improved on this season. And he's become more of a centerman this year. He does naturally play left wing. But he has played center a bunch this season. In fact, as far as faceoffs go, he was 165 out of 322, which is just around 51% as far as faceoff percentage goes. That's not bad. If you're the Ducks, you always want someone to be really good in the dot, get those faceoff wins. I know that Derek Grant, the Elite 1C, he was very good at faceoffs. Cole Perfetti is also very good at faceoffs. And that could be someone that the Ducks could look after this season. I don't think they want to go after a defenseman. They're pretty decent on defense. They don't allow that many goals in the league. But as far as offense, they have consistently been the worst team as far as offense all season long. And that's what the Ducks really need. They need that closer. They need people to score goals. That had been their biggest issue for pretty much most of the 2019-2020 season. So if you want to go after someone... Maybe go after someone like Cole Perfetti. In 61 games in Saginaw, he had a point in 53 of those games. Yeah, only 8 games did he not score a point, which is unbelievable. And in fact, on 3 of those games where he scored nothing, yeah, he was penalized. So 
that's just the result of him not being out on the ice as much, which is why he didn't score. But, I mean, some of these past performances that he had um, against the Erie Otters, he had a three-point game, one goal, two assists. So that's something to look forward to, possibly as a future draft pick. And just to go over some other stuff, here's what some scouting reports said. And I'm going to go over the scouting reports that took place this calendar year. First, from Tony Ferrari of Dauber Prospects, he had this to say, quote, Perfetti struggled to put the puck in the net initially this season after a Hinka Gretzky Cup that saw him tear the world apart with his goal scoring. He's rebounded quite nicely in that department, though, currently sitting at 24 on the year. Where he has taken his game to the next level is in the playmaking department, end quote. And that was from January 29th. Um, that's something that other scouts have said early on this season, is playmaking, finding the open man. That's something that has improved a lot. In fact, going back to last year, Will Scouch said this, quote, Perfetti is an unbelievable passer with great hands and a very good release on him and could be an A-level power play quarterback, but my outlook on him is skeptical at the moment, end quote. So that's something, I mean, he's still raw. Next, we have Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet. He had this to say about Cole Perfetti, quote, Reativity and offensive zone awareness complement elite goal-scoring acumen. Post-World's Junior Camp assault on the OHL scoring title continues, end quote. And also we have this from Mike Morreale from NHL.com on February 5th. Quote, A skilled left-hander with high hockey IQ. Compete in a great shot. Perfetti ranks second in the OHL with 104 points in 58 games. End quote. Yeah, he was ranked second at the time. I think he ranked in the top three at the end of the season as far as points go. As I mentioned previously, he scored 111 points at season's end for the Saginaw Spirit. And just to have a little bit of fun before the break, um, I saw that he had a five questions with Cole Perfetti. So I liked a couple of these questions. So I want to uh, go over a couple of them. So here's a question that was asked of Cole Perfetti. What is it about your game that allows you to be so effective with the puck? Here's what he had to say. Quote, I think my IQ and my vision are my strong suits. I feel like I can make plays at a high level and find the right guy. I think I can make a lot of plays in the offensive zone, find the right guy, and put him in good scoring chances. I think my shot is pretty good when I get a chance. My release is pretty quick and accurate, I think. Being able to score and set up my teammates, I think it helps offensively. End quote. So here's another question that was asked. What is your level of excitement ahead of the 2020 NHL draft? Quote, it's going to be a long year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's just the start of it. I've worked so hard my entire life just for this year, and I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm going to cherish it and soak it all in and be grateful this year. I just want to have fun and enjoy the year with my teammates. We'll see when the day comes when the draft is. I'm just hoping I can hear my name called. It's the start of a long journey from there, and I'm really excited to get going. And a player that he models his game after, he said Mitch Marner. Yeah, Mitch Marner, of all players. He said, I may not have the exact speed. He has electrifying speed. But I feel like his hockey IQ is his best attribute. And I feel like my best attribute is my hockey IQ. So there you go. There's a little bit on Cole Perfetti, a possible lottery pick for the Anaheim Ducks. 
And coming up after the second intermission, we'll look at another player the Ducks could possibly get. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. There's one other player that I have not talked about much during this podcast. And the reason for that is because he is currently ranked as possibly being the eighth draft pick, according to tankathon.com. And this is a worst case scenario if the Anaheim Ducks fall three spots. So that's if three teams ahead of them somehow jump up, like the Sabres or the King, or not the Kings, the Canadians, or the Jets, or whatever the Devils Coyotes pick is, or even Minnesota. If any, if all those teams move up, for example, then Anaheim would drop down three spots and go all the way to the number eight spot. So the player I want to talk about now is Marco Rossi, who is originally from Austria. He's only 18 years old. He's 18 and a half years old, turns 19 this coming September. Which, you know, he's he's on the older side as far as draft picks go because most of them are 17 and a half, younger 18. So Marco Rossi, this season for the Ottawa 67s, he's got 39 goals, 81 assists for 120 points. Last season, he had 29 goals, 36 assists for 65 points. And in the playoffs, in 17 games last season... He had 22 points in 17 games. That's very impressive. But the 120 this year, gosh, that is really good. That is about tops in the OHL as far as the kind of player that he is. So he definitely is a pass first before shooting to the puck on net, which is a lot of what the Ducks have anyway. In fact, a lot of players in this particular draft class show that they're more pass first instead of shoot first. But that's just the way it goes. Um, Something that's unique to Marco Rossi is he loves to get to the dirty areas. He's more of a physical rough and tumble type player. Dirty areas are a specialty of him. He usually goes right in front of the opposing goalie, acting as either someone that will deflect a shot or someone that will get a pass in the middle and pass it out to the faceoff dots to one of his other wingers or defensemen. So because he's right there, he also tends to get tipped goals if he's right in front of the goalie. So that's something that he's done very well using his body as a screen. And that, you know, allows him to get rebounds. So, you know, that's something that he likes to do. But his best attribute, I think his best attribute, he plays with such a force about him. He always finishes his checks. You know, he's not afraid to knock someone on their ass and run them down. He's not afraid to get in a couple of scraps if need be. He knows he knows how to hit. He knows how to hit, but he also knows how to play smart. And that could be someone that could be a big difference maker. Um, that's someone that I liken to maybe a Chris Kreider. Or if I want to compare him to an Anaheim Duck, maybe someone like Nick Delorier. Someone that tends to pass first, doesn't shoot that much. But he can go fast. He can get that lightning in a bottle speed off the bat. And he's not afraid to get those massive hits or get into a scrap. Although, because he tends to play with a more physical style, that's something that the game is 
going away from. They're going away from fighting. They're going away from some of those aggressive checks. But I like the aggressiveness. I like it. I mean, I am a fan of Nick Delorier as far as his style of play. You know, he gets aggressive, but not overly much that he will, you know, have dirty plays. He doesn't play dirty. He's just an aggressive player and a very determined player. That's his style. So that's what I like about Rossi. Uh, the only liability maybe is on defense. Um, he's not certainly engaged in the defensive zone. And one of his bad habits, he races towards the offensive zone the second his team gets possession, which as a, <laughs> as a center, not the best of habits. So something that he wants to get away from. He also did a five questions. One of the questions asked was, how have you been able to raise your game during your second OHL season? And here's what he said, quote, I think in the first year, it was a lot to be in North America, and I didn't really know what to expect. And now in my second year, I know exactly what to expect, which has helped me a lot. He was also asked, what would you say is your greatest strength as a player? He said, quote, I'm a playmaker, and I love to compete hard. Pretty straightforward. And finally asked, which NHL player do you enjoy watching the most and why? He said, since I was a little kid, I always watched Pavel Datsuk highlights, so I'd say him. That's awesome that he likes watching those old school highlights. Folks, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up. And once again, we went over a couple of prospects. I might go over some more prospects later on this week. I haven't talked about Jamie Drysdale that much, even though the Ducks are not looking for a defenseman. I could talk about him. I could talk about Lucas Raymond. Uh, Tim Stutzel is up there. Quinton Byfield, who is, lo and behold, possibly being a very good second pick for the Anaheim Ducks if they were to get that number two pick. I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Lockdown Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or anywhere that you can hear podcasts. And make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. And if you want some other hockey content on the Lockdown Network, check out Locked On NHL. Be sure to check that out. Sarah Avampato hosts that sometimes. Justin Morissette hosts that sometimes. So once again, be sure to check out Locked On NHL anywhere that you listen to Locked On podcasts. Thank you all for listening. If you want to chat hockey with me, hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And let me know what some of your, I guess, not so great hockey memories have been. But yeah, I just want to talk hockey. I mean, we're still social distancing. We're still keeping apart. Let's just be safe out there. Be smart. Wash your hands. And let's just get through this together. All right? For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the week. Wash your hands and stay safe, Anaheim.